This is the Gimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. How is it going? It's fine. <laughs> it's been better, but it's fine. It was a challenging week, but we'll just kind of leave it at that. So, things are slowly looking up. Yes. So, was hoping to get this uh, recorded a long time ago, but it's just been one of those weeks, and it seems like whenever you try and plan anything... There goes the big wrench right mm-hmm. in the plan. I but a song just for that very reason. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli is the topic. That's the American pronunciation of it. Ghibli? 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 In Japan, I think they pronounce it a little bit. It's like Ghibli? Ghibli? But... Well, we're going to do the Americans since we are... <laughs> we are very white. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, Studio Ghibli. Yes. And it was fun, and boy, it is so deep and so wonderful. If you ever want to go down a rabbit hole of information, because there's so much, uh, it's just, there's it's brilliant. But... I, there was I, there's not enough books in the world for me to write down all the stuff and we don't have the time. So um, unfortunately, I couldn't bring all the wonderful characters and every and everything that uh, Miyazaki has put into it. But um, definitely explore them and watch them for yourself because they are wonderful. Yeah, if you haven't seen any of the Studio Ghibli movies, you have to. <laughs> You, you just almost have to. have to buy them, though, it seems like. I Because I, my sister's been wanting to watch some, but I don't know where you can pull them up, actually. Uh, or where you can, on any kind of uh, streaming thing. As far as I know, you may just have to buy them. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I know she was having trouble because she wanted to watch them and... If it there's not, a will, there's a way. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just thankful that I own mine. Yes. And I would uh, buy them again if I had to. But oh, yeah, there I are some love of them. They're some of my favorite movies, quite honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what is your favorite? Hands Probably, down. And this is hard, too, because I like a lot of them. Yes. And I like them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But probably Kiki's Delivery Service, because it was the first one I watched. Yeah. And that was such a big, staple, influential movie, I guess, Mm -hmm. of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, I very clearly remember watching Kiki's Delivery Service growing up and how much I loved that movie. So probably Kiki and then Howl's Moving Castle second. Yeah. Those are my two absolute favorites, Mm -hmm. is Kiki and Howl's. I love those to this. I love them all. Me I too. Ponyo. I love my neighbor Totoro. I love Spirited Away. They're all good. Whispers of the Heart. I love. I love them all. I would say, like my first two favorites are Kiki's Delivery Service and Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. But then after that, I would say my Ponyo. next favorites would be. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind and Princess Mononoke. Yeah. They're both kind of sad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but those two would probably be my second favorites. 
Yeah. Because they're really, really, really good. Yeah. And they have a lot of good commentary on taking care of the planet and being smart and being conscientious of how your actions affect other living creatures. And I really like that and appreciate that. We use that nowadays. (laughs) Yes. It's just as important as when those movies came out. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Anyway. So I didn't, I picked a word of the week. Okay. uh, But I I, uh, picked a Japanese word. I picked uh, Rakugo, and it's spelled R-A-K-U-G-O, which means fallen words. And it is a form of Japanese verbal entertainment, and it's done by a lone storyteller that sits on a stage called a koza, and they use only a paper fan and a small piece of cloth as a prop. And they can use that fan, like, as a pen, use the cloth as, like, paper. But it's a it's a dialogue, so they have, and it's a, a, a comic monologue storytelling. And it's a 400-year-old tradition, which I thought was really fascinating. And, and you can pull some up and watch, and they're quite funny. So that, that one uh, storyteller is... The characters, usually it's two characters having a conversation. It's usually a conversation one and just funny, um, but clever. And I, I wanted a Japanese word this time that just meant like storyteller or, or some kind of something like that. And that word came up and boy, I went down that rabbit hole and how fascinating that is. And, and I think there is some in... America that that do that put on those Rakugo hmm. I believe that's how you say it um, it's been kind of a challenging week so some of my uh, usually I try to look up everything there's so much <laughs> since uh, you know it's Japanese a lot a lot of it's Japanese and so I'm always like this is how I pronounce it <laughs> and an E instead of an I, a double E, double O, you know, mm-hmm. just to make it sound close. But, you know, we do apologize for all the the slaughtering of your beautiful language. One day, we might be masters of it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But wonderful. And that was just a fun, it ended up being a fun word and took me down a huge rabbit hole, which... I wasn't even expecting, but I feel so more educated after it. So, yeah, check it out. It's really, really cool. Well, a lot of these things like the Rakugo and as well as Studio Ghibli is it's all so steeped in their culture and folklore that you can really go down very, very, very far and very deep. Oh, on any level with every movie, with everything. And we just kind of wanted to do just a a global kind of just a rounded thing. So I had to stop myself every time just like, oh, no, I don't want to go there. You know, I want to go there really bad. I want to share what I've learned. But I thought, I'll just put that out there. Check him out. Just check out. Just even look up the, the characters that he made up in his mind. 
and the kind of the things that inspired it. It, it his he's got a brilliant mind. So we should probably <laughs> talk about the creator of Studio Ghibli then. Okay. So Studio Ghibli was founded on June 15th in 1985 by the directors of Hayao Miyazaki and Aizo Ta- Takahati Takahata. I brutalized that. Takahata. Takahata. That's right. Aizo Takahata. I apologize for that. (laughs) And the producer of Toshio Suzuki. And the headquarters is located in Tokyo. So they're the, they are the brains, the operation. The founders. The founders. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the creator who wrote and made up most of these stories, it's mostly Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. He's the one who drew these characters and originated yeah. most of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. So since we, you know, when I'm saying his name and I'll say his name a lot. Yes. Because, uh. Miyazaki is very important to this story. Even though all three of those guys are fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just pick him as pretty much the reference. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we did pick uh, songs, too, for our episode, since we always do. Yep. And we probably should jump into one. Let's go for it. I'm going to go ahead and pick um, a song that's not Ghibli. I picked, we picked one Studio Ghibli song mm-hmm. from, from one The movie. soundtracks. Right, right. We picked one soundtrack. Um, uh, we were thinking about picking all of them. We weren't sure how easy it would have been to pull up. So we decided that we would each just pick one. And we just pick kind of other things that we were um, listening to. And I, I discovered this artist. Uh, his name is Devin Kennedy. And he's from L.A. And the song that I picked is called You Are the Good News. He's a singer, songwriter, and and producer. Um, And this song came out in 2022. But he's got got a really great R&B voice. And I just thought, thinking these movies are very relaxing to me. I really enjoy it. And so I decided to... Uh, shine a light on Devin Kennedy because he just has that really relaxing voice and give a shout out to him because he actually um, put the money all together to uh, release his first album. So, you know, he's, he's pretty amazing. So, yeah, you are the good news by Devin Kennedy. You Are the Good News by Devin Kennedy. Uh, he's a great find for me, and I, I just found him just, I don't know, about a week ago. So He's very soothing. He's so soothing, and I really love all his, all his songs. And, yeah. So, yay for Devin. Mm-hmm. What is your first song pick? So my first song pick that I'm going to go with is off the new Fall Out Boy album. Because oh. I did just see Fall Out Boy not that long ago. Mm-hmm. 
and they were amazing. And I really, really, really like this song. They played it live. The song is Fake Out. And it's one of my current favorite songs that I've been listening to a lot lately. The whole, the new album is fantastic. So much for Stardust is so good. But I thought about this song a lot this past week because it talks about plans and how, you know, you can't be disappointed if you don't make any plans but right you do kind of got to make plans sometimes but this yep. is tentatively yes that's how to Very that's how to do it. tentatively yes so this is fake out by fallout boy Fake Out by Fall Out Boy. That's really good, but I love everything they do. So. <laughs> Me too. I love Patrick's voice and their lyrics. They've always had such really good lyrics. He He's never lost anything of his voice. He just gets finer like wine yes. <laughs> every year. Yes. If that's possible, if he could sound better every year, but he seems to. So Seeing Fall Out Boy was one of those bucket list shows that I've always wanted to see. Mm. And I'm still very much very happy yes. about the fact that I got to see them. <laughs> Me too. Even though yours, well, they were both outdoors. Mine didn't smell as good as yours, uh, I'm sure. But that's okay. They were worth it. <laughs> so, some fun facts about Studio Ghibli. Uh, the films that Miyazaki directs are entirely in his vision. He storyboards everything himself. And uses these images as a script. And production begins before the boarding finishes. So no one, including Miyazaki, knows how the film will end, which I think is exciting. I, think I do. Cool too. I, I love that. It, that's probably why they're so magical. Mm-hmm. He just lets it become what it is. How, how artistic is that? You just let it morph into the show that it was meant to be. That's groovy. That is just cool. It is the coolest thing ever. So, uh, the first Ghibli film after its founding um, was Castle in the Sky. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And um, witnessing the 1984 miners' strike in Wales impacted Miyazaki and influenced Castle in the Sky as it is partially set in a mining town. Okay. I've only seen Castle in the Sky, I think, twice. I don't remember much about it. Neil Gaiman adopted the script for the English version of Princess Mononoke. I thought you might find this interesting. He said that what Miramax, the North American distributor, and Studio Ghibli wanted were so different that he wrote a draft for each of them and then told them to fight it out amongst themselves. I thought that was pretty cool. I had no idea Neil Gaiman was a part of that. I didn't either. Wow. But I thought you'd like to know that. That was kind of cool. So, um, Ponyo, a movie about a goldfish who wants to become a human, is loosely based on The Little Mermaid, which probably doesn't surprise. Obvious. Probably doesn't surprise anybody. It's a little obvious. But Miyazaki drew the waves in Ponyo himself. 
And at the point when Ponyo Oops. came out, Miyazaki was getting up there. Like he's yeah. he's pretty old right now. Yeah. And he doesn't do much of the drawing anymore. But that's really cool that he did all the waves himself. Me too. I thought that was so awesome. Anyway, uh, Studio Ghibli does use some CGI, but it never accounts for more than 10% of the finished film, which I thought was really wow. groovy. That was really cool. One thing I love about Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki films is that they all have that very specific art style. Mm-hmm. But it's just so beautiful. Every frame is a masterpiece. And I think it's painstakingly uh, made, too. Mm-hmm. I think it it's takes all... a long time for just a very small portion mm-hmm. to be drawn and made. Because it's all drawn and painted by hand. It's almost like that stop animation where mm-hmm. you move every little thing. Uh, yep. Yeah. But yeah. instead of moving something and taking a picture, you're drawing every single frame. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pretty cool. And it makes about me it. think of the the films in the frames in Howl's Moving Castle specifically, because with animation, you can have one background frame and then have a bunch of different drawings for the characters in the foreground. Mm-hmm. However, in the scene in Howl's Moving Castle in his bedroom, all the little things in the background are moving. So how long did that take? They would have had to draw a different frame for each one, for all the little things in the background that are moving. That is a labor of love, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wow. He's a master. When you you think about it, that is master art right there. Maybe we should jump into a song? Let's go for it. Okay. What is your next song? I went, let's do our, our Studio Ghibli song. Okay. Next. So I love the merry-go-round of life that's from Howl's Moving Castle, the theme. Um, it's by Joe Hosaishi. Hosai- 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 I think. Yes. <laughs> Apologies. Oh, it's Hisaishi. I can't read my own writing. Excuse me. Hisaishi. Joe Hisaishi. And he did all of the soundtracks. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. He's composed every single Studio Ghibli soundtrack. Yeah. He's amazing. He is such amazing. He's so He's amazing. So good. So his music is incredible. Yeah. So let's so, get into Very Go Round of Life, 2004. Merry-Go-Round of Life by Joe Hisaishi. That is such a beautiful song. It's so beautiful. Uh, All of the soundtracks are just breathtaking. Yeah, that, I absolutely adore that movie. I do. I think it's... I love it. It's so good. I do. It's so good. <laughs> and I actually read the book Howl's Moving Castle. Thinking that it was going to be... Well, in my experience, books are better than the movies. Usually. That was not the case, in my opinion, of Howl's Moving Castle. The Studio Ghibli version, I found, was so much better. The book was... Kind of slow, maybe, or...? It was slow, and it was a little boring, and it just... I didn't like it. I didn't really like it at all. I did finish it, surprisingly. Hmm. 
but I didn't like it. I didn't like how it ended. Miyazaki has the pace better. He yes. has... And it needs a pace. The, or... the plot progresses at a decent pace. The romance is more pure. There's more romance in the Miyazaki version than the book version. The book version is yeah. very stiff and stale, yeah. I found, personally. So, I definitely preferred the movie version. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's the only movie version I can say that I preferred over the book. Hmm. I haven't read a whole lot of books from movies, actually, to, to tell you the truth. So, my my experience hasn't been... I've been really out of the book thing for a while, which is sad. I used to be a huge book reader, but I've got macular degeneration, so I don't read as much as I used to. Just like I, just, I read subtitles on my phone, and that's enough. <laughs> that's reading. That is reading. So I guess See? I do read. So my anyway. pick for the. Miyazaki soundtrack songs that we both picked. I am just words are not coming to me today. Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling. We're fumbling. That's fine. But that's okay. So that's song, what makes it real life. Realistic. <laughs> the song that I picked is the Six Station off the Spirited Away soundtrack. It is. Just, it's one of my favorites. It's so good. It's a little somber, and I don't know. It just has this feeling to it. That I love. I love it when classical music has emotions. Yes. And this one gets me all up in my feels. So this is The Sixth Station by Joe Hisaishi off of the Spirited Away soundtrack. Let's go! The Sixth Station by Joe Hisaishi. Yeah. I was going to say. Off of the Spirited Away soundtrack. Sorry. I jumped the gun there. Ah! It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hisaishi is really good with, like you say, conveying emotion. And um, I was just telling her that I've, I've been back listening to Jade Ashtangini. And she's been composing new music, too. And she's another one who has that she just portrays a lot of feeling through her compositions. And it's brilliant. Um, she has one called uh, uh, Rainy Day in Temple, I believe it's called. And uh, that one, you just, you feel like you're in a spiritual place mm-hmm. on a very kind of cool, calming, rainy day. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. So, yay! But it's, it's amazing how a composer can can produce things that bring all kinds of emotion to it. That's that's one thing I love about music is it can uh, make you happy, it can make you sad, it can you know uplift you, it can you know, bring you down if you too. Um, for me, music has always been that, and um, Miyazaki does that beautifully in animation and you know he says she has that same kind of uh he he brings the feel the feeling into that animation he brings it to life through the 
through the music too. So. They work so seamlessly together yeah. that, and that's part of, I think the secret of soundtracks too, is you want it to enhance. You don't want it to distract. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Ghibli movies is yeah. that when you watch them, it's just a whole sensory experience. Mm-hmm. You have the visuals and the story and then the music just takes you there. So when I hear these songs on the soundtracks, I immediately think of the movie. I can picture the scene. Me too. When I listen to the sixth station, I feel like I'm on the train mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to the swamp witch's house. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let's move on. Man. Okay. Tinkling of the papers. Okay, to get the scene where Shishiro pushes her hand into Haku's mouth, just just right, and uh, spirited away. Mm-hmm. The animators recorded a vet opening a dog's mouth as a reference, which I thought was kind of cool. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see that now that you mention it. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away is the highest grossing film in the history of Japanese cinema. Wow. Which I did not know that. It is also the only non-English film to win the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Wow. So there. That's pretty cool. That is super cool. Tidbit of info. While working at Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki sticks to his schedule like clockwork. He arrives at the studio at 11 a.m. sharp and leaves at 9 p.m., six days a week, and on his day off, cleans the river down the street from him. So he is one hard-working guy. If you have never seen a picture of Hayao Miyazaki, I encourage you to Google a picture of him because he's the most adorable man I have ever seen. Yeah. He's got these, like, giant glasses and he's, he's just so cute he's, he's so, such a beautiful human such a beautiful human it, it radiates through him it does it you does know? i bet you he's wonderful wonderful to me oh yeah so and i think a lot of like people are always trying to you know what were you trying to convey with this and it's just like just use your imagination you know it, it's for everybody like even we might not be saying Ghibli exactly right, but just the fact that we're talking about Ghibli is okay. You know, it's understandable. Just like when Japanese people you know, come to America and speak American, mm-hmm. you know, it, we're all you know. Even if we go back, no matter how much Japanese we learn, we'll always have that American accent, um, and it's okay. Because that's one thing about um, animation, theater, movies, music. It's for everybody, whether you pronounce it right or don't pronounce it right. or It, it brings something to everybody, and it's, and it's universal, and it connects us. So, yeah, right on. Yeah, even those of us in the West who are not familiar with the Japanese folklore and history and everything that goes on behind these characters, yeah. we still love and appreciate these characters. Oh, so much. Like so Princess much. Mononoke is famous. Yeah. Yeah. Any nerd of any degree knows the movie Princess Mononoke. Yeah. So. And 
the thing with those movies too is that they talk about like environmentalism mm-hmm. and things that impact all of us as humans, regardless of who we are, exactly. we can all relate to the stories growing up, moving out of the house, finding your own identity, yeah, trying to everybody. protect something. Everybody does go yeah. through that. These are human issues. They're not just issues of someone from a specific place. These are human issues. Right, right. And I think that's what makes the Studio Ghibli movies so relatable. Mm-hmm. It's just, just a little bit off the tangent but um i i follow shannon lee uh bruce lee's daughter on instagram and it, they just had his the anniversary of his death which was uh july 20th and they, they were saying you know has anybody you know tried to be like bruce lee kind of a question sort of like that and and she was saying that um she goes well he he was always trying to you know discover who he was and bring that. She goes, I don't think anybody could be, well, no one could be him and no one should be him. She goes, but I think everybody now is finding their own artistic voice, which I think is, is fabulous. And he's another one who was connecting Asian culture with American culture. And I think that is the most awesome thing because we're brilliant together we're so brilliant together we're a mess without each other we're just we're a train wreck so yeah and Miyazaki wanted to connect too and, and I love that I love that yeah uh, the American version isn't the Japanese version it never will be the interpretation will never be exactly the way it was you know written but the fact that, you know, it, it's a connection and it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It brings something to everybody. So that's, that's the, the beauty of art. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can see original short films in the Ghibli Museum that you can't see anywhere else. They're screened in a theater that looks similar to the baby's room and spirited away. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Also kind of creepy, though, because the baby always scared me a little bit. Yeah, that is one large baby. The baby always kind of scared me and spirited (laughs) away. Of all the sort of scary images that are in Spirited Away, I think the baby is the scariest. You think the no face there? No, no no. face isn't scary to me. No. (laughs) He's a little sad and misunderstood. I think I always felt more compassion towards no face. Yeah. Because he just wanted to be included. Right. But the baby, to me, was just scary. <laughs> the baby was scary. Babies can be scary. Babies are scary. Especially when they're really tiny. When someone hands you their newborn, you're just like, uh, mom, don't go too far. Because, uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm and i a mom twice over. But whenever somebody hands me that newborn baby, I'm always just stiff. I'm just like, they're beautiful, but please come get your baby soon. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're so fragile. Yeah. Yeah. And even a mom that knows what they're doing, still babies can make you a little bit nervous. So there are no set routes to navigate through the museum. Hmm. The museum slogan is let's lose our way together, which I think that is so cool. That 
so cute. I love that. <laughs> they don't tell you, go this way, go that way. Go whichever way you want to go. Let's that's, lose ourselves together. That's a lot like Meow Wolf. One of the things that I did enjoy about Meow Wolf, which we have here in the States, it's like an artistic museum. It's like a hands-on artistic yes. museum. But there is no guided tours. There's no nothing. You just go. You just go. And explore. Yes. And find stuff on your own. There's no map. They don't give you a map. You don't get a map. You just go. You just got to figure it out. You can go find on. the exit when you're done. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's very maze-like. It's very Alice in Wonderland-y. You, that's cool. That's you step really into cool. a washing machine and you come out in a garage and Ooh, you're like, that is cool. How did I get here? <laughs> Guess what I just saw is kind of sort of along that. I just saw a, on Instagram, I followed this. It's called like, uh, it's different like uh, libraries or book, book, uh, book nooks i guess you can call them <laughs> but this grandpa has a uh, a wardrobe that walks into a whole library that is so cool in his bedroom you walk through the the wardrobe and into his library and it's just gorgeous there's a bar in there and That's everything cool. i took i saved the picture to show you because i'm like when i design my house I want a wardrobe that goes into a room because you can just set it like in front of a door yeah. and turn it into one. But what a cool idea. So, cool idea. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Totoro is a spirit of the forest made up by Miyazaki and not a traditional Japanese character. It's inspired by raccoon dogs called Takuni, Tanuki, Tanuki and the Totoro is the mascot for Ghibli. Mm -hmm. And Totoro means troll in Japanese. And it, and it's it's a mispronunciation by Mia in the in the movie. That's why it's, it's Totoro. She doesn't pronounce it correctly cuz she's little. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, everybody knows it's Totoro, but it's huge in Japan too. And it is their mascot. I know when they were making the English version of Totoro mm. for the States, they didn't think American audiences would be able to say or remember the name Totoro. Mm -hmm. So they kept trying to come up with like an Americanized name for Totoro. And they were all just so bad. Oh, no. It was like my neighbor Bob or something. Oh, just so so horrible. <laughs> and after a while, they could not come up with a suitable name. So they were just like, we're just going to stick with Totoro. Yeah. We'll just stick yeah. with it. Yeah. And I'm really glad they did because Me he's, too. he's Totoro. <laughs> he will always be Totoro. Yeah. But he is a non-gender, though. They. They. So Totoro yes. is a they, them. Yes. Good to know. The forest spirit. King of the forest. Well, then it's not a king, though. Ruler. Ruler. Hmm. Non-gender There you go, boy. There you go. <laughs> but it's also based on cats, too. So it's like raccoon dogs and cats. And it kind of has like owl markings on it, too. So okay. it, it, he's so clever on how he creates these, these creatures. awesome, cre these characters that are just amazing. Only his mind could... Could come up with that. 
I know the first time I think anybody watches Totoro, you just always try to kind of figure out what exactly Totoro is. Yes, everybody does. But it's good to know that Totoro is just Totoro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's they're your not an actual creature. Yeah, they are a forest spirit creature. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah shapeshift and all kinds of things you know which is which is awesome i love in the beginning when may sees the little totoro yeah and she follows him around yeah yeah and the little totoro turns invisible (laughs) yeah and then reappears (laughs) and may just follows them around yeah and they keep turning around and seeing may and going "Ah, yeah yeah she spotted me yeah it's yeah. so cute. There's <laughs> the baby Totoro, the middle Totoro, yeah, and then the big Totoro. Yeah. <laughs> cute, cute. So me. cute. So cute. So you want a joke? I got a couple jokes. I did find some jokes. Let's do, do a song. Song first? Yeah, okay. let's do a song. All right. So I'll pick my last song. Mm-hmm. Um, like everybody knows, we lost Tony Bennett, who was a huge music influence in my life my folks loved him used to always play his music uh, when they'd have dinner guests they'd have they'd always have dinner parties and um my my folks as i told you before lived in japan for many years so they they like to have japanese meals um but tony bennett they would put on just as a background music a lot of times and i learned how to sing through him so i was super sad even though he was 96 and he lived a really fabulous life i heard he was just a wonderful human being but i decided to pick jeepers creepers by tony bennett and count basie's orchestra and this version of it came out in 1958 and yeah it's always been kind of one of my favorite songs so i picked that one jeepers creepers by tony bennett and count basie orchestra Jeepers Creepers by Tony Bennett and Count Basie Orchestra. So, I love Tony Bennett, but I love jazzy old music. (laughs) Well, I love the fact that he was always trying to bring in new artists, connecting old music with new music. You know, uh, there was such a chasm, it seems like, with old music and and new people. Even when I was growing up, it was always, oh, that's old people music. That's elevator music, was what we always called it. Oh, that's old old people music. We're hip. We don't listen to that. But he wanted that bridge because, you know, everything is influenced by everything else. It's like a 360 to me. It Um, always is. Always has been, always will be. You know Lady Gaga's crying her eyes out because they were brilliant together i almost picked a lady gaga song because well one i love lady gaga and two the album she did with tony bennett is so good yes if you enjoy jazzy type music listen to it yes even if you don't just give it a listen because it's so good you might find something that you like that you never thought of before also he did some with amy winehouse Mm -hmm. that are really good he was so, just the sweetest. He was the sweetest. He was the absolute sweetest. Uh, Billy Joel uh, said that he was the nicest guy you ever wanted to know. And to know that 
he was really inspired by that moved me because Billy Joel was huge for me growing up. So, yeah, I, I agree. He was a huge influence on me, too. So, I mean, who wasn't influenced by Tony Bennett? <sighs> he's just wonderful. And he's and he was singing like the day before he passed away too, singing at the piano. You know, he was getting Alzheimer's and everything. But but music was always there. Music was everything to him. And, and I so connect with that. Music is my greatest love. So surprisingly enough, there's a lot of original like punk artists that were also heavily influenced by Tony Bennett. Yeah. Joe Strummer of The Clash loved yeah. Tony Bennett. Yeah. And he loved uh, um, Frank Sinatra, too, and did uh, a lot of his songs. And so, yeah. And I've always loved Frank. He was just, he was a class act. And now the, the sky at night will be brighter because of that lovely star up there. So rest in peace. You've done well. Yeah, did good. <laughs> it's time to rest now. So let's go to a joke. Mm-hmm. How, why do fish like to eat worms? Why? Because they get hooked on them. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. What animal has more lives than cats? What? Frogs. They croak every night. <laughs> Accurate. What do you call a swim team made up of girls named Jennifer? What? Hydrogens. Hydrogen. That's funny. Hydrogens. That's funny. <laughs> Since my daughter's named Jennifer, I thought that was <laughs> hydrogen. Hydrogen. Uh, that would crack me up. <laughs> what are a frog's favorite summertime treat? Mosquitoes? Hopsicles. Oh. Of course they uh, are. Of course they are. Whatever those are. Duh. <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> I've been watching uh, a sea drama called My Unicorn Girl. Oh. That I actually love. I love the cheesy, something that just makes you laugh and giggle. Mm. And Yeah. And it, it stars uh, Darren Chen, who's a Taiwanese, that was in the Meteor Garden that I stopped watching. And Chen Yao. And it is so cute. I, I really love it. It is a sportsy one. So it's ice hockey and, and ice skating. But... I, I really love it, and I really, really love uh, Darren Chan, so I'm glad I found, found him. Yay! Nice. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool because uh, I was listening to a little bit of Amber Liu, too, who's Taiwanese, too. I love I'm Amber Liu. Born and raised in L.A., but um, she's just wonderful. Love her songwriting. I almost picked one of her songs today, but maybe next time. That's all I got. Well, we'll finish out with my last pick then. Okay. So my last pick is an icon song because you found a song that had Bobby on it. Yes. My Kim J1 and and Kim J1. I do love Bobby and I love Icon and Icon is coming near us. I haven't decided if I'm going to go yet. I don't know. We'll have to see how things work out. Right. But I would really do see them yes. yes but anyway he did a, a collab with uh, kim jay wan who's from 101 
and is my birthday twin too. Mm-hmm. So yay! So today I've had Bobby an icon on the brain. I was like, you know what? I haven't picked an icon song in a really long time. So this is one of my favorite icon songs called Freedom. Let's go. Freedom by Icon. Yay! I love those guys. Me too. So next week, we're going to talk about drive-in movie theaters. Summertime. It is. It's a good summertime thing. So, yeah, drive-in movie theaters. Nice. That are dying out. So I'm going to give a shout-out to them. And everybody out there, if you even are semi-close to one, go. You go there. Support them. Because we don't ever want to lose those. They're the coolest thing ever. Aren't they? They're the coolest thing ever. And now, you know, they used to have the old uh, speaker on the window. You know, they don't have those anymore, I don't think. But now you just turn in your radio. You just dial in your radio and you've got it. Which is super cool. Super cool. Technology is so off the chain. Anyway. (laughs) This is, oh, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening. We love you, Keys, so much. You guys are our happiness, and we hope you're all doing well. Hope you guys are all healthy and happy and surviving well. You guys are still here, so I believe in you. I love you. Take care. Keep singing, and keep keep the faith. Keep keep thinking of a happy tomorrow. And we will talk to you later. This is Kim. And I'm Michaela. And this is Kim McPodcast. And we love you. Bye-bye.